This podcast may contain explicit language. All right, welcome to the preview portion of this week. So let's move into the games for this weekend. I, each of these games has a different narrative about it. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to conclude, at least from all the uh, practice reports, all of the other stuff that's been coming out, that either of us assumes Patrick Mahomes is not going to play, because I think that significantly lessens what we expect from the other title game that we were really excited about coming into the playoffs as a potential matchup. But let's take the first game first. Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. I think this is the matchup most people have been waiting to see in the playoffs. You and I said it at the beginning of uh, this weekend's uh, or this week's episode that we've been basically anticipating this one in a Super Bowl for years. So personally, if I were to put a key on it or, you know, keys to the game, the angle to talk about this, I think this game is one on whoever runs the ball best. I think that Tampa Bay kind of controlled the running game a lot better in the first matchup, although I will also say that they were handed some short fields on a lot of turnovers that were happening in this game one way or the other. So who do you think has the edge to run the ball better on Sunday? I'm throwing that first game completely out. You know, uh, you watch some film from it, but I don't think you take too much away from it because you had control of that game until you didn't. Stupid turnovers, unfortunate, unlucky turnovers. So I throw that all out. But who I think runs the ball better, I think it's the Packers because I think their defense has been that good against the run lately. I've been really, really impressed with the Packers defense over the last month, month and a half, especially what they did to Derrick Henry you know, you, that can't be overstated enough. So I, I think the Packers run the ball better with the three-headed monster that they have, cold, snowy. You really want to tackle A.J. Dillon? You really want to try to chase Aaron Jones? You really want to try to guess if Jamal Williams is going to run around you or through you? Nah, man. I'll take my chances with Rojo and Leonard Fournette. I don't want to mess with those three guys. So I think the Packers run the ball better. I think this is the wrinkle that I'm going to put it. I think the Packers have been the better running offense, especially lately. Not that Tampa Bay can't do that, but I, I just think that the Packers are a little bit more committed to the run, and it's an element of how they have to play their offense to set up the pass, whereas Tampa plays in a much different style, and they pass almost to set up the run at times. So... I think it's a a completely different type of style offensively, whereas Tampa Bay has been the best run defense in football. I keep coming back to this. I think this is at least the 12th time I've mentioned it on the pod this year in one category or another. That isn't to say that they haven't given up major yards against other teams for a good portion of the season so far. Uh, They just got gashed by the Saints last weekend. The difference is going to be, and I remember this, for how Green Bay should have set up uh, in years playing somebody like Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher was so great sideline to sideline because he had tremendous speed. But if you ran right at Brian Urlacher, that was how to take advantage of him. And I think that's how you have to do it against uh, particularly the interior line and the linebackers of Tampa Bay is you have to run between the tackles. I think the Packers have been much more consistent at the power running game. Ultimately, I think that Tampa 
can run the ball better than Green Bay, but I think Green Bay will run the ball more and have more success because they're more patient and play that game a little bit more often, if that makes sense. So who do you think has more pressure or is going to be the more pressured quarterback in this game? Because ultimately, we do think it'll come down to the quarterbacks, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. You know, they did get to Aaron Rodgers the first game of the year. But like I said, I think everything kind of just all fell apart. So I really don't want to take too much away from that. I think to beat Tom Brady, you need to pressure him. You need to hit him. Sometimes getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers isn't the right thing. Sometimes he'll pick you apart that way if he can if he can see it. So my whole thing is I don't want to sound like too much of a homer, but I think that they get to Tom Brady. I really do, and I think it knocks him off of his game a little bit. I think it'll be colder. I think it'll just take that much more. So I think that he gets pressured more. I think that Tom Brady will be the more pressured quarterback, which is interesting to say, given that the disparity, you already mentioned it. Uh, Rodgers was the more pressured quarterback in the first matchup. I think that the Packer game plan is going to be to get the ball out of Aaron's hands quickly. So I think it's going to work against some of that. And I think they're going to be better prepared for some of the blitzes that Tampa Bay had specifically to counteract their motion sets. So they're going to have different wrinkles to really set up off of that. I really have rarely seen uh, Matt LaFleur not be able to um, re-scheme against a, a, a weakness or do something that... Um, corrected what they had had wrong previously. So I, I think I would tend to say that that's not likely to happen again. But that being said, I think the bigger pressure to win the game, and that's the second phrasing of how I had the question, was I think there's more pressure on Rodgers to win the game, to ultimately prove not it. You know this is a legacy game, at least for him. If he wins this game, he can always hold this over Brady in that discussion. I do think that is somewhat important to him. I think he's stated multiple times over the course of the year that the MVPs and the the winning and the rest of it all does mean something to him and his legacy and how he views himself in the um, anthology of football. But, you know, where I, I don't know if. Tom Brady, the difference between Tom Brady, like how we look at him is whether he gets to a 10th Super Bowl or is fine with the nine he has with six wins. Like at some point it's all gravy. I know that we, some people are trying to put him on this additional pedestal that if he went to Tampa Bay and won or got to a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, that he'd be on this additional level. But so many tr people treat him as this deity that uh, I'm just going to say uh, I am not on that level. Personally, I've never really thought that much of Tom Brady, and I, I think that the last three Super Bowls did put him on a different level, but the first three Super Bowls, I really don't credit him as the major reason that they won. So, okay, it, it, it's a team game, and maybe there's a better nuanced discussion. He was on one of the, the greatest teams of all time, but... I'll stake my reputation on that corner that I, I I think that he's the most accomplished. I have never thought he was the greatest quarterback of all time. 
So I think the more pressure is on Rodgers. So let's uh, get into the the game MVPs and some game picks quickly here. Who do you think is going to be the most valuable player in this game? I think it's Tom Brady and it's for every, or not Tom Brady. I think it's Aaron Rodgers and for everything that you said. I think this is a really important game to him. I also think he's at peace and happier than he's ever been in his career as well. So I think that brings calm to him as well. So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to, I think he's going to have a really good game. And, you know, he hasn't had great NFC championship games. You know, he had that one really big one. Um, no, that wasn't even an NFC championship game. So, yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't had amazing NFC championship games. So he's due for one. He finally gets one in Green Bay. The weather is Packer weather going up against Tom Brady. If there's a person that lives for these type of moments, it's Aaron Rodgers. So I'm putting all, all my money on Aaron Rodgers. And then to answer your game pick question, I'm, the Packers, man. I, I think the Packers win for everything I said earlier about the Buccaneers. Nothing that I've seen so far this year has – not this year, so far this playoffs has really scared me about them. And I'm throwing the first meeting out because if you remember, the Packers had – all of the control until they didn't until, you know, a lot of unlucky uncharacteristic um, type of turnovers happened to this team. So I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and I'm taking the Packers. I think part of this, and when I put this together, I think if Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of this game, the Packers would win. And I trust Aaron Rodgers to be the better quarterback on Sunday. If he is outplayed by Tom Brady, they, the Packers have no chance of winning. I think t- Aaron Rodgers needs to play exceptionally well. I think the Buccaneers can win without Tom Brady necessarily having a great game because I think they have um, other pieces around it, and they've already proven in the first two playoff games that they can win without him being exceptional. That being said, I think... And maybe this pick is made a little bit with um, 205 Central Standard Time on CBS. The way I look at the Browns uh, winning against the Steelers is they had to have just about everything go right for them. They had that touchdown to open the game. They had four interceptions. They had a lot of short fields to work with. They got touchdowns when they absolutely needed them. When uh, the Steelers finally pulled back within some level of striking distance, it seemed like they would just pull away at the most strategic times. Can the Browns win a game that they don't have everything go right for them against this Chiefs team? No. No. I don't give them much of a chance at all in this game, honestly. I think the Chiefs are too good. They're too explosive. And they're too fast, frankly, for the Browns. Uh, no, I they would have to play the perfect game, and even then, I don't think it's enough for a Kansas City team coming off a week of rest. So I think the Chiefs' offense is explosive, but we've seen teams keep them close or within one score. Denver, um, o- or uh, what used to be Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, kind of ran the ball on them played ball control, kept the ball away from Mahomes, shortened the game. And I would guess that that's exactly what the Browns are going to end up trying to do in this one. I give them actually a much better chance than the betting line is. And I think they uh, at least stay under that. I don't think they're going to win because I just think the Chiefs are too good. And if it's an end of game scenario, I trust Patrick Mahomes much more than I do Baker Mayfield. But ultimately, 
I think this game stays under that 10-point threshold because the Chiefs have not beaten anybody by more than two scores since the beginning of November, and I think the Browns have a lot of confidence and swagger right now. Uh, I'm not necessarily betting against them on the money line. All right, Buccaneers and Saints. Saints are favored by three at home Sunday, 540 Central Standard Time on Fox. Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Most people think it boils down to this one. Which of these two quarterbacks would you trust more for winning you this game? I guess I'm going to go Tom Brady just because I think he's got more weapons. But I think as quarterbacks at this point in their career, I think they're about the same. If you gave this question to me at just about any point in their career from about 2005 when Brees took off with the Saints until now, I'm taking Tom Brady every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I don't think... the statistics might say they're the same, but I don't think that Drew Brees is the same clutch quarterback that Tom Brady was. I could make an argument even that the Saints Super Bowl that they won, Drew Brees didn't even play really that well. And really the defining moments of those games were interceptions by his defense. So ultimately, I think that Tom Brady is the guy that I would trust more in late game or clutch situations than I would ever do for Drew Brees. And I think that's even more so right now because Tom Brady has proven over the course of this year that Father Time apparently has missed him in the duck-duck-goose of the world. And uh, Drew Brees looks like he's barely holding on to whatever he has left before he retires after this season. So these also have two decent run defenses and great front sevens. But both offenses control the tempo based on power running games. Which of these two power running games do you expect to kind of control the atmosphere of this one? I'm going to go with Tampa with that one as well, because I don't I personally don't really equate Alvin Kamara as a power running back. You know, you got to get him in space and really he'll he'll make the most of it that way. Yes, he does break a lot of tackles, but not power wise. I think Leonard Fournette played a pretty decent game for Tampa Bay. He did everything they kind of asked him to do. And I've talked about Ronald Jones. You know, if he's healthy enough to play, I think he'll put in, he'll have some good opportunities as well. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I think that uh, you're correct that Elvin Kamara is not a power runner per se, but the way they run the football straight ahead at you is. And I really don't see them getting Kamara out on the edge for the running game nearly as much as they do in the past game, where they they seem to find him in space and let him work in that direction. That being said, because of the type of player that he is, the um, agility and balance that he possesses, he's able to not be a power runner, but still make plays within that power running scheme. So ultimately, I think the Saints defense is playing with more confidence and more swagger right now, and I think they set the tempo as far as the running game. I don't know what that's going to say for both teams overall, but I would expect actually the Saints to have the better running game in this one, to be quite honest. So uh, the number I cited before is Tampa is an 11-1 against these teams with a losing record, including Washington from last week. They're 1-4 against winning teams this year and 0-2 against the Saints. Um, We can start to kind of get into our picks. This is both of our game of the week. Which way do you see this one going? I'm still going to go New Orleans. I, I thought they were the better team at the beginning of the year. I think we talked about this last week, how I had them. I'm pretty positive I had them going pretty far. I just don't think Tampa Bay 
defensively can keep up now that New Orleans is 100% healthy on offense. I don't think they can keep up with um, everything that they do on the offensive side. With Taysom Hill, obviously, too, commanding more of the offense with him just being the wild card that he is. You got Michael Thomas that's finally healthy. Elvin Kamara playing some of the best football he's played all year long. And Drew Brees finally healthy as well. I just like that combination more so than the combination that Tampa Bay is working with. So I'm going to go New Orleans in a very close one. I think this might be one of the lowest scoring games for about three quarters. And then this is going to open up in the fourth quarter. And it's just going to be them trading blows. And whomever has the ball last is probably the more likely. I'll go with New Orleans because they're at home. And I just think they have more talent so they can overcome the fact that I think that they that Tampa has an advantage at the quarterback position. But I think ultimately that New Orleans probably has more talent at every other position, um, maybe with the exception of receiver and tight end. So ultimately, I'll go with uh, the Saints. Uh, do you want to make picks for the other three games? I think both of us are both on the Packers for this weekend, although I will take the Rams. um plus seven yeah i'm gonna take the packers i'm gonna take the points as well and then i'm gonna take the bills and i'm gonna take the chiefs that one's an easy one so my upset of the week uh i'm gonna take the ravens to beat the bills plus the two and a half uh and i think i will take the chiefs to win outright but uh i'll take the browns uh plus 10 uh, I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think this is going to be a closer game than uh, maybe we anticipate going into that one. So I gave you my upset of the week. What was yours? My upset, even though I said I have the Saints winning, I still think the Buccaneers um, make it up points-wise because um, they're plus three, I think. I think it's a really close game. I think it's within three for sure. So I, I got the Buccaneers. I really wouldn't be surprised if whichever one of these teams won the game. But I think as a Packer fan, I'd much rather see New Orleans. History has dictated over the last couple of years that only one of these four teams is likely to lose. So if I had to put one, I would say that the Ravens are the most uh, likely team that I'd like to bet on. Uh, probably the best out of any of these uh, lower seeds as far as a team right now between defense and what they can they're capable of on offense so that's part of why I went with them but I, one of these top ranked seeds is likely to lose it's just a matter of which one MVP of the week strangely enough I'm going to go back to the same game that I picked the upset in and I'm going to pick Josh Allen because I think the only way Buffalo beats Baltimore this weekend is if Josh Allen has another big game who is your MVP of the week? I'm going to go either Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones, but I guess for podcast sake to only pick one, I'm going to take Aaron Jones. But I think Devontae Adams has multiple scores. All right. So uh, quickly, since we did our playoff fantasy draft, uh, just a quick update on the total scores so far. Uh, you had Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown, Chase Claypool, and Nick Chubb go this weekend for a grand total of 106.3 uh, from the first weekend. I had Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, D.K. Metcalf, Cole Beasley, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, J.K. Dobbins, and Deontay Johnson go this weekend. Uh, only two of those are not going to be playing again this weekend. I have a current total of 171.25 points. 
Uh, so you got a little bit of catching up to do. Yeah, but I got two quarterbacks. You know, I didn't have a quarterback last game, and I didn't have two wide receivers. Uh, Derrick Henry hurt me, though. That one, that one's going to hurt. This is the reason I kind of stayed away from that one. Also because I thought the Titans would lose, but, you know, that, that's, yeah. So, but uh, my my lowest scoring one was Cole Beasley of the weekend. Let's hope that he uh, comes back with uh, yeah, a Yeah, but at least better. you get him back. Yeah, exactly. I didn't back. think he was going to play. So to have any points out of him was actually favorable. But So thank you to everybody for listening, all the Dynasty players and Fantasy players out there. We will be back again to preview the championship round uh, and uh, kind of recap the divisional round from this weekend because I'm sure there's going to be some great football. Get you ready for Super Bowl 55. But until then, go Pack Go. Everybody wear a mask. This podcast was mixed, produced, and edited by Thomas Duncan. It is a production of Ronnie Duncan Studios, our technical provider and distributor is Anchor FM.